what's up content queens episode two back in the house with y'all i'm kia and i'm vic and this is content queens where content is queen hey (laughs) how you been kia I've been so good. Um, the feedback that we got from our first episode was so amazing. And I'm like still on a high from that. Yeah. It was so good. It was great. It was a little overwhelming at first. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, I think it was a little overwhelming because we were dealing with the election. Right. It was something new. Yeah. You know, we kind of like, I wouldn't say we rushed the episode out, but we wanted to get it out. And it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. So hopefully this time around, it's just a lot more natural and we can just really do what we need to do. Yeah. But people said it was natural. They liked it. No, not natural as far as like our conversation is going okay. to be natural because like we have that chemistry. But as far as like the rollout, I yeah, like yeah, we yeah. didn't really get to roll it out how we wanted to. We didn't. We had to stop because election. Speaking of election. Biden and Harris. Bye, girl. Listen, <laughs> I feel like a weight has been lifted. And the biggest thing for me was like, we weren't necessarily voting for Biden, but we were voting to get Trump out. Yeah, this was not necessary. Like you said, this wasn't pro-Biden. No. This was anti-Trump. 100%. We still have a whole lot of work to do. I want to see what the DNC is going to come up with. Yeah, so. They talk a good talk, so we. I mean, that's all they do is yeah. talk. That's yeah. all they do is At talk. the end of the day, it's still politics. 100%. And I still don't fully trust it. At all. So. There's that. But speaking of the election, so we did a couple polls on Twitter and on Instagram asking you guys what you thought about creating content, posting content during the election. Because this election was a little crazy, right? Like, why did it take this long? A whole week. Bruh. (laughs) I think Arizona or Nevada still counting. (laughs) and, And why? Like, I'm still getting updates like, oh, it's turned red now. It's over, honey. It's 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 done and that man is still <laughs> refusing to concede. He is still is saying, I won. Nah, this is this is treason. Like, lock him up. Drag him out of there by his follicles, by his toupee. He must go. He must he go. He has to. So what's the results of the polls? So what people were saying, uh, 61% said that they're all for consuming content during the election and during the wait. 39% said, no, you should wait on it. Okay, so what did you think about that? I'm kind of like, me personally, I my thing was waiting until after the election to see whether or not I'll be comfortable, but I wasn't really comfortable posting in general. So I just kind of like took the whole week off. Same, I, I posted one like purse that I got as a gift and it said, end to systemic racism. And I was like, well, this kind of like fits with yeah, the with culture, the, mm-hmm. with the climate right now. Yeah. But other than that, I wasn't posting anything. And then I, I do remember I did post. I post like an infograph of just like breathing because I learned, people need that. Yeah. I learned a new technique when you're dealing with anxiety called the five, four, three, two, one method. Anytime practice it, anytime you're feeling a little anxious or rushed just to come back to reality. So you want to identify five things you see around you, four things you can touch, three things you can hear two things you can smell and one thing you can taste okay i mean taste will be easy like yeah. what was your morning coffee or if you brushed your teeth that morning right <laughs> right I exactly i needed this this morning because when i could not find these headphones oh my god in here having a whole anxiety attack and then we also asked if you were an influencer were you comfortable posting or creating content right now and 46 percent of you said yes 54 percent of you said that you're gonna wait until after the election that i was the 54 percent I, I was too like yeah. i'm not i didn't create anything it's like 
you can take a break. Like it's okay to, re- I think this was a perfect time to recenter yourself, recenter, you refocus your content. We were dealing with the crazy algorithm for the past two, three weeks with Instagram where hashtags weren't showing. It was just everything. But a lot of that was because of the election. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think it's okay to take a break. Yeah. It's 100% okay to take a break. And I was like, that was a perfect opportunity to take a break. Yeah. Yeah, I did see... We don't get that opportunity often. No, we don't. I mean, when Corona start, first started, we got that. And then I feel like... But when, that wasn't really a break. Like, no. physically, sure, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually, we were all over the no. place. Do, but do you think that people were mentally and emotionally on a break during the elections? I know a lot of people were very emotional. Hmm. Me? Pro- I was, because I was just like, you know what? You remember I said I'm blocking everybody? Right. I was protecting <laughs> my peace. So yeah. I was just like it is what it's going to be like it's it's done yeah it's already written yeah. so it's like why am i stressing over something that you can't control cannot control so it was just like i was with my family so i just spent that time just you know reconnecting and just surrounding myself with love and peace and yeah yeah that was me what about yeah. you were you your emotions was all over i was place? moving i moved okay. into it <laughs> so that's yeah i moved into a new place um and I was kind of overwhelmed with that and caught up with that. So I really didn't have, it's crazy because the first two days I was checking my phone and the news nonstop. By the third day, I was like, girl, I'm over you. Over. You're not giving me what I need right now. And so once I stopped checking, that's when things started to change a little bit. And then um, my mom actually called and told me the results because I wasn't, I was over it by that point. By Saturday, I think that's when things started yeah. to roll in. But I think the biggest thing for us as creators is just to read the room. If you didn't learn anything over the last couple of months, eight months, seven months, however we long we've been dealing with this, read the room. Yeah. Like, trust your instinct. Do what feels right. Like, just because everybody else is posting doesn't mean that you need to post. No. I think a lot of the times we get caught up in what everybody else is doing and re- and just we refuse to just focus on us. Yeah. Someone actually said something really uh, funny to me. She said, I feel like it's a waste of time. No one's going to be paying attention to your fashion haul right now. Shade. <laughs> but that but is I so agree. true. Read like, the room. Like, who is buying clothes during that time? No like, one. If you're going to post, make it really intentional. Make it mean something. Post with purpose. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was next on the um the polls? Um, is that all for you? Yeah. All right, so moving on to the Twitter polls that we did. So last episode, we were talking about cop or drop, whether we were copying the iPhone 12 or not. Oh, yeah, I do have those two, but I'll t- we'll, we'll go through them together. Okay, so for Twitter, 68% said they're dropping. They're not copying the iPhone 12. 32% said cop. I feel like I'm in definitely in the 32% because I just have to have the best. And um, what about you over on Instagram? Oh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh, I lied. We didn't do the iPhone. You did. You did the Finsta. We did the Finsta. Okay. We did the Finsta. So moving on to the Finsta and Burner account. This is, a well, this was like an even split. 51% said no, they don't have a Finsta or a Burner account. 49% said yes. Really? Yeah. On Insta, 28% yes, they do have one. And 72% said nah, sis, they don't have no Finsta. Wow. So what is the truth? Right. There were actually a lot of people in our DMs saying they didn't know what a Finsta was. And I was like, y'all need to, first of all, listen to our episode. It's on there. (laughs) But how do you not know what a Finsta is? And that goes to like, who's really following us? Is it other creators or people that just want to be nosy? Right. (laughs) Well, they're not following from a Finsta. They're definitely not following from a Finsta. That's so interesting. I think Finsta, like we said, they really protect your peace sometimes. And Wow. 
I think so too. I, I think that's a very niche thing because it was maybe like two years ago that I found out what a Finsta was and it was a lot of people with, you know, public accounts that had something really small for just like their friends and stuff. It's kind of like close friends that you would post like on yeah. the stories. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't have one necessarily, but I did have a creep account. We talked about this you last did? time. You that, did? Yeah. I went back because I heard a rumor that Instagram actually um, penalizes you or, or categorizes you as a business account if you have multiple accounts on your phone so that kind of like messes up the algorithm Uh, and engagement so i went back and like deleted all the accounts that i wasn't really actively using yeah but then i earlier this week i had a zoom call with bessie from instagram she was walking us through like reels and everything she said that's not true to her knowledge because she has a bunch of different accounts and speaking of that they're prioritizing video of course like if you're posting on instagram and it's not video like why are you here yeah what are you doing they're trying they're really trying to push this they're really um, and then, of course, I did a poll on the $190 Gucci tights. 1% said hot and they would cop it. 99% said nah, it's a no. What is going on with that 1%? 1% is too high. Listen, that 1%, I need to uh, send them that reel you made. <laughs> Listen, right. sis. You could make this yourself in 15 seconds. 15 seconds. like, Or you can just throw yourself down the stairs and you have it. I mean, you might have a $190 bill at the doctor or more, but you'll have it. Listen. That's too funny. Uh, I guess we'll get into some audience questions. Yep. So what is the question? Oh, yeah. Do you guys have any tips to conquer creator burnout? Hmm. For me, I would say... Relax. Stop trying to do too much. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Just do what works for you. Be intentional. Work smarter, not harder. Start to like streamline and delegate other tasks to different people. So if you're if you do video or YouTube, maybe look into hiring a video editor. Um, Definitely take a break. Yeah, that was my answer. Take a break. Sit your ass down. But what does that look like for us? I think it looks like something different for everyone. Yeah, like some of us. When I take a break, I still like to create because I think I told you before, I see and think in pictures. Mm-hmm. But taking a break for me means still creating, but not feeling the pressure to post or share what I create. Right. I still want to flex that muscle. I feel like creativity is a muscle. Mm-hmm. And when you don't use it, it just doesn't, it gets weaker. Yep. So I still want to use it, but I don't always have to share what I'm making. Right. Pour that creativity into something else. I feel like a lot of us as creators, we don't really have hobbies. Yeah, we don't. We do you don't. have a hobby? Uh, no, but I do. <laughs> Listen, so since I moved, I have a garden now, you guys. I'm so excited oh about my gosh, it. She's going to grow all her herbs. I am. <laughs> I just found all of these black girl gardening Instagrams. Wow, that I, and so they exciting. have like online courses teaching you how to garden. So this is going to be Your my hobby. hobby. Yes. So definitely burnout happens when you're just doing too much. Yeah. Like, take some of that creative energy, start pouring into gardening, learning how to sew painting even if you're not that good like just do something else yeah. do you have a hobby no but i'm i need to find one yeah because everything that i'm doing creatively is for work and that's where burnout happens i have to get back to a point to where i'm just creating just to create so that that diy that i did like really quickly just to be funny with the gucci tights it really like reignited that spirit of diy because that's how i got started so Dumb. i'm gonna start doing a lot more diy stuff just to get back in that spirit and you know, creating and just pushing my mind and my creativity. Do you feel like as a creator and as, as just like a hustler, because there's there's a difference, like you can be a creator and you not necessarily a hustler, 
but I know that I'm a hustler, right? So if I start a hobby and I see that I can make money from it, then I'm like, well, let me try to capitalize on this. Right. Like, it's very hard for me to just let it be what it is. But then it goes back to like being a jack of all trades. Yeah. Master of none. Yeah. It's like, yes, hustle. Hustle with purpose. Hustle right. With yes. Hus- I'm writing that down. Hustle <laughs> with purpose. 100%. It's just like as a hustler, you're going to try to figure out 101 ways that you can make money. Mm-hmm. And if you're good at something, you automatically think you should be making money from it. And that's capitalism. Yeah, it is. You're right. We've been programmed to think that. Yep. We've been programmed to think that we should be working 24 hours a day, 365. We should never take any rest. When that just does way more harm than good. Absolutely. My mom always says that she's like, listen, if you don't have your health, you can't work. Nope. So you might as well sit down sit down i feel like that's a song <laughs> oh it's from uh flo millie let me hear you, you sing it flo millie? You i mean i've heard millie? of her but she'd be like ho sit down i mean that <laughs> period that, that's a mood that is a vibe uh what else we got where do we hope to see content queens in the years to come oh my god the sky is like truly the limit like when i think about it, i get so excited same i get so excited network production company creative agency a school a non-profit yeah like courses courses a work like when we can have in-person events again in-person events a conference like literally a book a show a show for real <laughs> netflix was good right. how are you girls okay wait we can amazon was good too oh, somebody amazon, all of them right okay disney <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know if we disney friendly oh yeah we're not um, well, Marvel, they kill people in Marvel. Yeah, but we like to say fuck and okay, shit. Nigga. And yeah, okay. <laughs> we not Disney friendly. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I agree. I think that the sky is the limit with content queens. We're just literally just getting started. And that's so exciting. Yeah. And that's also scary. Because yeah. like even when we spoke about like just being an entrepreneur and, you know, not really having access or understanding what that means. Like we are both people where we don't really have something to aspire to. Like growing up, we didn't see people that did what we we're doing. So everything mm-hmm. that we're doing is new. And yeah. so that's really, really scary. And it's exciting, of course, to, to make it further than anybody in your family has ever gone. Yeah. This is not, a, this is a route that, you know, is so new. It is. That's when my, when I dropped out of college and uh, my dad was talking to me about retirement at this point, I had been freelance for like five years. And my dad was like, well, what about a retirement plan? And I was like, dad, do you think that Oprah is worried about a 401k? No, I'm trying to be like that. Like, I'm not trying to be worried about what my retirement check is going to do. And also my grandmother worked till she was 80. She literally worked until two days before she passed away. And she loved that she was an art teacher. And she loved that she didn't want to retire. She didn't want to stop. And I want to love what I do so much that it never feels like work. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the saying, right? Yeah. You know, love what you're doing. So it never feels like work. You never feel like you're working a day in your life. Yes, it gets tough. It gets rough. We deal with burnout. We get annoyed. We are frustrated. We sometimes we hate our job. Yeah. But, you know, to be able to get up and do what you love each and every day, it's so worth it. It is. It's unmatched, really. Unmatched. Unmatched. There's so many people out there who are not living their dream, not walking in their purpose. And we really want you guys and us to just be an inspiration for you like yes it it took us a while to get here and so that's why we do what we do because hopefully we can cut that time in half for other people absolutely i i think about spaces like create cultivate Mm -hmm. and how i don't feel connected how walking in rooms like that 
I feel like an outsider. And I want to create spaces like that for women like us. Yes. A place where, you know what I mean? You can look up and be like, wow, all of the women on the panel look like me. They understand my struggle. And that's what Content Queens is all about. Yes. Speaking of, like, are we another audience question? Are we willing to take other women under our wing and mentor? So I think so. Of course. I mean, but I feel like it's we have to do it in a more intentional way. Yeah. It has to make like sense. It has to make sense and it has to align with purpose. And it's just like, what does that look like? I think that's what we're ultimately trying to figure out. Yeah. And so like we're still figuring it out. And I feel like, yes, we can offer great advice. But once again, we're still figuring it out. But definitely. And it has some, to make sense. It has to make sense. Like whoever the people are, whoever the women are, you got to be willing to work. Because listen. Nothing mm -hmm. comes for free, baby. Nothing. And it's 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 more than complaining about the algorithm. Yeah. It's about adapting. Yep. If you didn't learn anything, we'll keep talking about the last couple of months, the last not even couple, eight months or so. If you didn't adapt, yeah, you you're out of here. You have to pivot. Sink or swim. These this, businesses. And this is a I would say the last eight months is a microcosm to what being an entrepreneur is like. Mm -hmm. It's literally sink or swim. You eat what you kill. Yep. You're not killing. You're not eating, baby. You're not eating. Period. <laughs> Period. All right. So let's get into some word on the internet street. What's trending? Yes. So YouTube is testing some shoppable product tags. If you watch YouTube, you know they have some ads where you can shop in the video. And then underneath the video, there'll be like related products where you can actually click. But they're actually wanting to roll out a new feature where you can actually shop via clips in the video to actually stop the video, click on a t-shirt and be able to shop directly through Ooh, that. Yes. I like. Yeah. E-commerce is the future for all these apps as we can see. But what does that look like for creators That's and our wondering. affiliate links, like working with brands? I can see how that can work if we're working with a brand and we can, and people can be able to shop directly that brand in that video. But what about affiliate links? Does that become like obsolete at some point? Like, what do you or think? will YouTube offer some sort of affiliate link? Like if you, in addition to yeah, cause now don't you get paid like per person who watches an ad or do you get more money if someone clicks on an ad? It's, it's, it's still very foggy, but okay. pretty much that like if you watch through the whole ad, they'll get some little bit of coins. If okay. you click on the ad, they'll add a little bit, add a little bit. And then sometimes it's just them putting an ad on your video. You'll get some. Okay. From there, from so I'm well. thinking that if, I mean, in order for it to make sense, at least from a creator standpoint, I would have to get a commission from whatever like the shoppable link or click is. Right. And I think it's really interesting because China is when it comes to technology and being able to, able to shop products, they're ahead of the game. Oh, Alibaba. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> these girls be making millions of dollars yeah. and all they do is literally have these live try on hauls. Mm -hmm. It's like QVC, but yep. live. Yep. And it sells out in minutes. So that's definitely the future. Like on YouTube right now, you can shop. Like if you have a live event, you can shop merch while you're watching the live event. Oh, I like There's that. a few other features that you can do like while you're watching events. So I'm like, I'm excited for it. But if you want to see, if you want to see the, the future of technology with anything, definitely tap into these Chinese apps because oh, they're yeah. killing it. Yeah, they are. They are. Definitely. Um, IG got an update. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it so much. Like they really hate us. They... Nobody, I'm tired of apps giving us updates that nobody asked for. Nobody. It, we had a good thing going. I mean, we were just adjusting to the algorithm reels. and the reels. And now, like, I understand. It's just like, why 
is the shopping tab. Right next to the, because consumerism. Consumer and somebody was saying like, oh, it makes it easier for the small businesses that are on Instagram that kind of got affected with Corona, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like you should have an option to customize what your homepage looks like. And I don't like the fact that you have to go all the way up to the top to create. Or see your likes. To see your, listen, it took me a long time to figure out how to make a story. I was like, how do I, what am I, what's going on here? It's just not, the user experience is just going downhill for functionality and for money, to be honest. And I understand they're, they, they're in the business of making money, mm-hmm. but you are literally turning off, not even just the creators, you're turning off the consumers as, as well. I yeah. don't see the benefit in this other than lining pockets. But at the same time, are we going to continue to complain about Instagram? Are we going to adapt? Or are we going to boycott? Like, y'all just let me know. We're going to complain and adapt. <laughs> We're literally going to complain, yeah, but we will adapt. Right, right, right. I mean, you have to. Right. Or just get off the app. But I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm, I'm, over, it. I'm over it too. I'm, I'm over, over y'all switching shit up. I'm over it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, what can you do? You, nothing. Complain, yeah. complain and adapt. And speaking of IG updating, the, the Reels unveiled some new audio features, which is Pretty much similar to TikTok, yeah. where you're able to save audio so you can go back and use the clip. You can search for audio and see who else is using similar clips. You can now um, record up to 30 seconds of video as opposed to 15. Right. I don't. I think 30 seconds is too long. You think? I don't like it. I mean, if it's engaging, you're going to engage. But now what I've noticed is they'll show you the first 15 on your feed and then you got to click more. Once you click more, you're losing people. So keep it, I would say keep it under 15, 15 yeah. or lower because like once you have to click to see more, I feel like you're, it's going to be a drop off. Yeah. People don't want to do that. We're yeah. lazy. 100%. And then they also, with the reels, you used to only could be able to trim or delete the last clip. Now you can delete any clip, which is, you, that used to drive me crazy. I don't, you were editing your reels in Instagram? When I first started i couldn't because it was that shit nah i can't with that i feel like everything you get penalized for i feel like if you're not editing the real in the real like your real is not going to do anything they want <sighs> they do they don't want you to leave the app they don't at all so that's what we have to understand like yeah. they want to keep you on that app as long as possible and yep. so you as a creator you have to figure out how to beat the algorithm and at the end of the day you are the algorithm mm-hmm uh what else do we have oh yeah you know about this internet beef yeah so we got some internet beef okay what's going on let me get in my wendy williams bag miss info okay (laughs) so girls do we know who makeup revolution is i don't they're a makeup company i believe they might be in the uk not sure i really don't follow the girls like that but you know recently you know jackie created her forever mood companies like started out with candles yeah some home stuff so makeup revolution Decides to come out with their own candle line. Kind of like just ripped off the whole aesthetic of Jackie's Forever Mood. I'm actually going to show you so you can let me know what you think. If you think it's if it's a still or a real. (laughs) I feel like brands do this all the time. Well, Makeup Revolution, they're saying people are saying that they're known for stealing. Uh, mm. And so the thing is, like, you can't trademark or copyright an aesthetic. Right. And now if they use the same names, like they even use similar scents. Like it's it's weird. Wow. Yeah. And so I understand the the push for more home decor because we're in the house now. Yeah. So yes, I do think that's the future. But you're a makeup company. That doesn't even fucking make sense. It doesn't make sense. I'm and not buying a candle from a makeup company. All right. So 
The first slide is this is Jackie's. Jackie's. Okay, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what do you notice? They dead ass wrong for this. Okay, first of all, the colors are the exact same. Like this gold foiling font. Undress me. Wow, they are really wrong, dead ass wrong for this. So what so what did Jackie say? I mean, you know, she's just like, you know, often imitated, never duplicated. Like she's just keeping it cute as as she should because yeah. there's nothing really I mean in and and the consumers, the people, the followers are getting in their ass, like as they should be. You right. know, colonizers colonizing again. And it's always these huge companies stealing, once again, from smaller creators, a black woman, right. black owned business yeah. again and again and again and again. It's it's never going to change. So what are you gonna do? Make another hove is what I always say. Exactly. It's like you, you can keep, exactly. you'll never be me. You'll never have that essence. So you can keep trying to copy, yeah. but you know, often imitated, never duplicated. Okay. That's, that's our life. We're used to being imitated. I think that part of being an influencer is having influence. And sometimes that is over major brands and companies as well. Yeah. Like when you think about it, it's literally just people behind the design and behind the marketing. They're pulling inspiration for, from somewhere, from someone. And why not from a black woman? Why, I mean, we create culture. That's what we do. And we do it best. Oh. And I feel like this conversation comes up so much when we talk about intellectual property. And that's why it's so important once you guys start creating these businesses or even you as a business to protect your intellectual yeah. property. Get your trademark. Get your business get your website like all these things are things that you should be getting in order so yeah. it's a little harder like yeah they're gonna try but as long as you got your attorney on the line right <laughs> you make it you make it hard for them to, make it to hard steal for them, stuff have somebody advocating for you yeah. i think oftentimes black creators black owned businesses or even just smaller smaller businesses they don't they feel like they don't have any any they don't know what to do we lack yeah. that knowledge we lack the resources to understand that you have a say so you you don't yeah. have to be bullied by these bigger companies right and do your research honestly like even if you don't own a business and you're a freelance artist of any sort like you should know what your usage rights are what what the rights are to any intellectual property that you have i know a lot of times uh, with brands photographers models Things can get lost in translation as far as who has the rights to the photos. But make sure you know the laws surrounding all of that. Speaking of, I was in a clubhouse room earlier this week and it was about exactly that usage. So the bulk of the people in the room were photographers. And pretty much if you hire a photographer, they to own take the rights. 100%. They own the rights to the photos. Unless you have like a, what is it called? It's a, it's a contract, some type of contract where it's called work for hire. Mm -hmm. You get them to sign that and they pretty much sign the rights over to you. I know we haven't been doing that. No, we haven't. But as you grow, you don't want something from two years ago to come and bite you in the ass. Like you want to use a photo for like, say your book cover and a photographer took it that you hired for a campaign years ago. You don't want him suing you for copyright infringement. And he very well can. That happened to me. There's a photo of me. Uh, it's probably like the most viral photo of me. It's my hands covering my yes, face that is and I have a bunch of rings on it. We put it on a t-shirt, started selling the t-shirt. The photographer emailed and was like, yo, I own the rights to this. Mind you, this was seven years ago. I didn't know. 
I, I didn't know anything about who photo rights or anything. That was like the first step in me taking the time to figure it out because she's correct. She did own the rights to that. So she didn't sue. But how do we protect ourselves? Can you can you walk us through the steps of protecting ourselves? Yeah. The first step is to know who owns the rights. Uh, the the first step. The second step would be to have a conversation, like actually talk to the photographer. You know, it's one thing when you're creating content for your blog or for Instagram. Um, but if you're creating content for a brand and let's say they want to use it for a year on a billboard, then you need to sign a contract with the photographer releasing the, the rights to you so that then you are able to legally release the rights to the brand. Because what's going to happen is the photographer is going to be driving down Sunset and see that billboard and be like, wait a minute, I did not give you the rights to use this for that. Um, so it's really just about being knowledgeable, I think. 100% being knowledgeable, having these tough conversations. Yeah. If they're not okay with signing that work for hire or, you know, transferring over the rights, signing over the rights, then find somebody else. Yeah. That's why we take a lot of our own content. Yep. <laughs> so I can own it. 100%. Like, I don't care if it's you supplied the camera, if it was my camera and my SD card, if they took it. It's theirs. It's theirs. And they can do. And the thing is, they can, you could see yourself on a billboard. If y'all did not discuss anything, they have the rights to that. That is crazy. So you as a creator, if a photographer takes your photo and it ends up on a billboard. It has before. <laughs> yes, girl. I was in, out here. I am. I was <laughs> uh, flexing on West, Westfield Malls. There was like a picture of me from Fashion Week on this billboard. And there was nothing I could do. Because the photographer owned the rights to it. Wow. Yeah. How did that make you feel? Were you like, I mean, initially you're like, yeah, but you didn't see a dime from that. Exactly. And That's I how, like me. I, was I feel like there, there's something legally that you I have was the right upset to. because I, I didn't see a dime and I didn't know. Like people were just sending me pictures like, hey, girl, this is you. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do about that. But I also didn't know who the photographer was and they were working with Getty Images. And that's a whole other thing because with Getty, photographers can take street style pictures and upload them up there. And then a publication can purchase the rights through Getty. And, and that's why Getty be getting in these celebrities' asses for yeah. posting their photos on Instagram. Like yeah. the Kardashians been sued so many times. Because you so have many... to buy those, the rights to those photos on Getty. It's and they'll come getty will come for you will come. <laughs> listen run us our money run me my coins okay i feel them i feel them but it's so it's goes back to just getting your business in order which yeah. is something we're going to talk about a little later in the episode but yeah if you don't learn anything else get that business in order yep. get those contracts have these tough conversations and just get knowledgeable all right so apple again they are pushing all the products on us they have these new macbooks you M got one. M1. This is not the M1. Oh, this is not the one. Yeah. This okay. Is, this is crazy. Like, I am I got a new MacBook, and they didn't even tell me that they're coming out with new Mac. I thought that was, was shady. Shady. Because you just got this, and I they just, just announced it, it this maybe, week. Uh, yeah, I got Couple it last week. Okay. And so I don't think, this is a pro, so I don't think they're coming out with the pros until next year. Okay. Copper job. I'm copping. I need a new MacBook. Okay. I need a new MacBook. What have you seen the specs or anything? I saw them there, and I also let me. I don't know about the MacBook, but the Mac Mini is what I'm. What is that? It's like a iMac. Really? Yeah. So it's just the little box. You mm -hmm. have to buy your own screen for it. But they're coming out with a Mac Mini too, and I'm really interested in that. I just think that I want a bigger screen so I can edit photos and videos. That I 
if anything, I'm probably interested in that because I do have a desktop, but okay. I got it in like 2015 and it's like dead. It doesn't even come on. Oh yeah, no, it's time. So, and I know for productivity, especially editing my YouTube videos and things like that, it's a lot easier to edit on a bigger screen and in a, a stationary position. Like yep. productivity beyond a hundred when you're like sitting down and you're tapped in. Exactly. But at the same time, I did get this new MacBook Pro. It has like one terabyte of oh. storage. So I don't know if I'll need it. And it's like, you know, it's easier to be like, I have, it has to make sense. Like, yeah, it, it does. It does. And I have a MacBook Air, which doesn't have that much storage, but I like how lightweight and small it is so mm -hmm. that when I'm traveling, I literally throw this thing in a purse and just kind of go. Um, but I definitely think the Mac mini. All right. What's hot? What's not? Hey, let's get it. Okay. So recently I tried topicals faded cream so topicals is a women of color owned company it has a black owner and an asian owner i believe and so this is supposed to be fragrance free dye free vegan cruelty free it's a brightening and clearing gel and also balances the skin tone and so i use it smells like nair though no and this is supposed <laughs> to be their second version of it that's less smelly but i have noticed some of my hyperpigmentation and some of my dark spots have started to fade how a long little have you been bit. using it maybe about like a week or so okay and so but remember i had like a crazy breakout and yeah so i recently like two days ago had another laser genesis and peel session and so we'll see you have on makeup giving. right now yeah just a little bit just like a little your, your skin looks incredible yeah, thank you so yeah i it's definitely hot okay I would like it. I mean, it's 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 worth the try. And all the girls, all the estheticians and skincare girls have been raving about it. Okay. And they also have another product, which is um, I think it's called like buttercream or something butter like butter. I think that's the name of it. But it's a moisturizer. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. I'm down. Other than the smell, I'm here. Like I don't it know. It smells about like rotten eggs, no. but it's not as strong. But I'm like, mm -mm. as I'm rubbing it, it has a. It's for how many fluid ounces? Retails for $36 for 1.7 ounces. Oh, that's, that's kind of pricey a little bit. It is, but you know, it's But that should last a long. It's oh, fragrance-free, but it So what is like making egg? it smell like that? Because it's natural. Y'all be wanting these natural products think it's going to smell like roses. It can. They but can put more, rose oil. Yeah, but when you are intentional with your ingredients and everything yeah. does something, it's going to be some, some adverse smells i'm sure yeah it's vegan cruelty free like i said as well if that matters to anybody i think it matters to me i think clean beauty is a scam but we'll get into that Ooh. i think it's a marketing it can, it is it can be it yeah. can be um what about you what's so something you recently tried my hot this week is gucci Mane's guide to greatness really i love this book so much yes, gucci listen is. gucci breaks it down so it's basically just like a motivational sort of book but from big but Gula. from gucci's perspective and like the words you could tell that he wrote the book himself and i love it because he's, are you listening to the audiobook or you have the physical i have book? the physical book and wow. he's like talking about like he's i don't know he's just dropping knowledge it's like some really? hustler knowledge but you can but apply you can it. apply it to I mean, anything but that's the game the game yeah. is the game when yeah. you're selling something regardless of what you're selling yes he says something in there that really, I, this is not the exact quote, but this this really stuck out to me. He was like, yeah, you know, there are some people that are lyricists like Eminem and Jay-Z, and they could drop an album once every three years and they'll make $5 million off that one album. He was like, I had to know myself. I'm not that. I'm not that lyrically. So instead of me dropping one album every three years, 
I'm going to drop 15 albums a year and I'm still going to make the same amount of money that they make. I'm just going to do it a different way. And that struck a chord with me because I'm like, yo, it really does boil down to knowing yourself and knowing your strengths. Yep. And your audience. And your audience. Um, One chapter is completely dedicated to his wife about how she changed his life, made him a better man. Like, it's really a good book, y'all. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to get the audio book. Because I feel like he might be narrating the audio book. Probably. That would be dope. So that's your hot. That's my hot. My not has a hot in it. So <laughs> this brand Zit Sticker sent me a PR package. I actually really like them. They have these pimple patches. They work wonders, y'all. Like put one on overnight, your zit is gone. They came out with a sheet mask um, that exfoliates. So it has glycolic acid in it, a couple other acids in it. Hate the sheet mask. There's fragrance in it. I'm all about clean beauty. How are you an acne company? And you have all of this added fragrance. I mean, you open up the pack and it smells like perfume. But they did it in a partnership with Brandon. What is Brandon's last name? Blackwood, I think. Yeah, Brandon Blackwood. He is a handbag designer, black handbag designer. He makes these handbags that say in systemic racism. And so he partnered with Zitsticker. So they sent me one of his bags that mm-hmm. says in systemic racism as well as the masks. But I thought it was a really interesting partnership to partner for him to partner with a skincare company. Some of these collaborations don't be making a lick of sense. I like what what was what was the reason? Let me look and see because I don't fully understand. Oh, they're donating proceeds to the lawyers committee for civil rights. But what does it have to do with the hand? Did he design this handbag specifically for them? Only this color. Okay. But he designed, like these handbags, there's like a couple that are real snakeskin okay. with the with the words on them. This one's like a canvas bag. So this color specifically was for this launch. Like I'm all about black creators, black business owners, black artists getting their bag, getting their money. But it got to make sense. I don't right. think this makes sense for me. It doesn't make sense for me either. But I, mean, I was happy about the bag. More promotion for him. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Zit Sticker, all these big white corporations and brands are just trying to flex their white guilt and try to be more hot and just align them- themselves with black creators and artists. I agree. And it, it just comes off disingenuous sometimes. It come off comes off a little bit performative. Okay, but do you think that it's... So, yes, I agree. But also... Should we not be accepting these? No, I'm saying like, accept both them. can be true. Okay, yes. They both are true. Yeah. Make it make sense. Right. Like, I think we've seen so many collaborations over the couple, last couple of years that just don't make sense. Yeah, you're right. It's just a money grab. Mm-hmm. Like Travis Scott and McDonald's. Like why? 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 I was very confused. And I'm sure there's so many. We can go down a list yeah. of all the collaborations just from this year alone that just don't make sense. Yeah. It's just to make money and just and so that goes back to influencers and content creators and how we collab with each other. Like, what's the goal? Yeah. You know, make it make sense. Make it make sense. Do you collab a lot? No, hardly ever. Me either. I don't like working with people. Me either. That's why that's why we have this job. (laughs) Because we are. I don't like working with people. Independent workers. Like I was always doesn't work work well with others. Me too. (laughs) I was always she's too bossy. Because I be telling people. Same. Like, if I'm in a group project and I can't be the leader, I can't be the boss, then I'm I'm clocking out. Me too, Kia. I don't want to. I'm not doing it. 
the thing here's the thing i don't trust people i'm not helping you with your project no. you can help me but i'm not helping you right like if i need to be in control okay it's just because i know me i trust myself i know my level of excellence and what i'm gonna deliver and some people just be a little too yeah, uh, yeah they're not on the same it. wave yep i think one of the biggest questions that we get or the biggest thing is like, how do you even become a content creator or influencer? Right. But I really, it goes back to just even defining that. Like, what is a content creator? What is an influencer? Yeah, they're different. I mean, they can be synonymous, but they aren't always. Right. I think. Um, for me, I think a content creator is just that. Right. Someone who intentionally creates content, um, thought out, captivating content, whether that's video, photo, audio, whatever it may be. Yeah, definitely. I think even you uploading something to your YouTube channel or tweeting something, you're a content creator. Absolutely. But I think what separates, you know, the, the pros from the amateurs is that intention. Yeah. You know, once you start making money, yeah, it, it gets a little different, you know? Yeah. So, yes, everybody is a content creator. Yes. If you tweet something, if you have a blog, you have an Instagram, you create content. Photo, video, TV, blogs, music etc and everything in between is content and so when people start consuming that you're a creator yeah yep i agree uh i think influencer is the umbrella for all of these things so i think that you can be a celebrity with an and be an influencer you right. can be a content creator be an influencer you can be a chef and be an influencer i think that influencer is like this big umbrella and then there's these subcategories under that like what sort of influencer are you right and i think it just boils down to just someone who has influence over people like i think there are content creators or bloggers that really aren't don't have influence yeah i agree at all i agree um and there are celebrities that don't have influencers like influence i would say like lebron is a great influencer mm -hmm. probably the og triple og influencer would be Kim Kardashian. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Paris Hilton. Oh, I would give Paris Hilton. That. Paris started this shit. Yeah, Paris and Nicole. It, if it wasn't for Paris, it would be no Kim. Yep. But I feel like she took it to the next. Kim definitely took it to the next level. Definitely. I watched her interview with David Letterman. I want to see it. Was it David Letterman? Yeah, it was. He's great. It was so good. You should definitely see it. Like, I have my reserves about the Kardashians and, you know, as far as them being culture vultures and I would never promote any of their businesses. But I feel as an influencer, as a content creator, as a business owner, you should definitely tap into that episode. She just breaks it all the way down for a lot of the things that she does. And one thing that really stuck out to me was when she mentioned, you know, how being an actor is hard. But at the end of the day, you can clock out of that character. Right. She is who she is. And it's like all that backlash and that hate that she gets for just being herself or whatever version of herself is, you know, what makes it hard. Yeah, because this is me. Right. And so that brings back like what we do, like this is me. This is my authentic self. So if yeah. somebody doesn't like it, of course, you're going to feel away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, you got to tap into yourself. And you got to know that you're not for everybody and that's okay. Like at the end of the day, you are not for everybody. You're not for everybody. Stop trying to do everything and just stick to what you're you're good at. Yeah. Be authentic. Yep. Be yourself. Um, so is being an influencer a real job? How do we classify a job? Are you making money from it? I don't think that this is a job. I think this is a career. I think this is a lifestyle. And a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I think a job is a place where you have a boss. Right. You go, you clock in. 
there. You got benefits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or not, depending on the job. <laughs> right. Right. It's definitely a lifestyle and it's not for the faint of heart. No. Like, and so, like, there is so much stigma attached with being an influencer. Like, what do you think that stems from? So I read something today that said that it wasn't a job um, and that it's a shame that people who do nothing but put on cute outfits and makeup get free stuff when there are people struggling who don't have access to the same things. I would say the backlash comes from a place of insecurity. Right. And a place of self-hatred. Yeah, because you're not doing what you want to do. Exactly. So you're going to project yep. your insecurities of yourself onto, onto somebody else. Like I think 100, like you said, it is a job. You're making money from it. And it's hard. Like when we were doing the live, they were asking us like, what skills do we have? Like, look, my boyfriend. Okay, listen, last night I was sitting on the couch. My toes are, ne my feet are never straight mm -hmm. because I took ballet. My feet are constantly pointed. And the other day he was like, that's your, that's your talent. You should have told them that. <laughs> it's really like you, when you, especially when you're first starting out, you're the photographer, the videographer, the art director, the creative director, the hair, makeup. You do everything, everything. yourself. Mm -hmm. It is a job. And it's so crazy. Like even when I, you know, meet guys and they're first getting to know me, they're like, you know what? I had such a misconception about what it means to be an influencer and content creator like you show me like it's really a job it's you know it's hard work because you really tap in i'm like i know everybody doesn't do it the way i do right but it's like people don't understand the amount of work and effort and time that goes into this like we there is no such thing as work-life balance like our no. life is our work mm -hmm. absolutely i think that listen when you have a tax id number right <laughs> And when you're getting paid for the when when there is an exchange of money for services, that is a job. That is a job. I don't give a fuck if you rake in somebody's yard or you taking pictures of yourself. There is now, an exchange. Now there are some people that, you know, are influencers just because of what they have. Maybe they come from money. It's interesting because Kiki Palmer tweeted something that was shady, but also brought up a good point. She pretty much said back then. When she was growing up, there were socialites. Now they're called influencers. influencers. And I think she might have put the quotations on influencer. Yeah. And so, yeah, like we did have socialites, but page six used to highlight them. Yeah. I mean, but we are at the end of the day, an influencer is this is just a digital socialite. We're getting free things. Right. We get to go to parties. We're getting flown around the world to go on trips like what is the difference? What People is? look to us for what we're doing. We're tastemakers. That's what socialites were. So what are some of the misconceptions of, about being an influencer? Um, that we're lazy. That we're lazy. That we, we don't do anything, but we get paid. That we're all superficial. Um, that all we do is take photos all day and do nothing else. That there's no substance in this industry. Um, and I would beg to differ. I think that some of us, you and I, for sure, have created these communities full of substance and inspiration um i think but also there are different types of influencers right. like there are people who only post about what they put on their nails and there's people who only post about dog food and like there's this world is just there's so many different niches that you can be a part of um so many different communities that it, it it's a fallacy and it's an injustice to say that we aren't giving the world something, even if it's just a recipe idea. Right. I remember when influencer first became a term, I was kind of like, it kind of like turned me off. I never really called myself an influencer because it was like, I don't consider my, because of all the 
hate misconceptions. Yeah. I was just like, and I knew I was more than just an influencer. And so now it's just a lot easier to say influencer. Yeah. You know, and even people like, cause they don't know what a, I can say content creator and they still be looking like, what is that? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, the, the actual definition is in the name. Like, content. You I create, create content. content. Like, cause words mean things. Yeah. And I, you know, we go back to our US education system and how it sucks, but you know, moving on <laughs> um but yeah but now it's just so much easier for me to say influencer yeah and it's like i think we need to reclaim that word and be proud because not everybody can do this no. and you know to have influence to have impact on people's lives i think that's something that i don't take lightly i don't take it for granted i'm so fortunate to be in this space to where i can have a community we share things it's a give it's a take it's yeah. a, I pour into you you pour into me it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. So is it too late to start? I don't think it's ever too late to start anything. Anything. Like, everybody eats. There's enough real estate for everybody. Everything. Last year, I went on this trip. Um, it was an influencer trip. And there were these three women there. And they were all over 65. And they were all influencers. And they was getting paid. Paid. I'm talking about shmoney. And they were like, they just started. They take their own photos. They edit their own photos. They post on Instagram. I think the oldest one was 71. Wow. And I was like, wow, it literally is never too late to start. And they have created a niche because there are not a lot of older women doing this. Mm -hmm. So all the mom shops like Chico's, Talbot's, they fly in them women everywhere. Yes, I love to see it. I think when you focus on just providing value and being authentic, your tribe will find you yeah. and you, you'll make it work. Like really feed the streets. There is so much that we haven't even tapped into. There's so many different ways to be an influencer and a content mm -hmm. creator. Find what makes you you and just tap into that. Yeah. Um, I think Figure out why you want to do this. Yeah. Like why? Is it for the free clothes? Yeah. Is it for the money? I don't think, I don't think those are viable no, because you're going to be waiting a long time. Waiting a long time. <laughs> and the, the biggest thing is like when you chase money, it's going to constantly elude you. Yeah. When you operate from a, a point of gratitude, just sharing your talents for mm -hmm. free because you know there are people out there that you can help. I think that's when the opportunities start to come. So if you go into it looking to get free things or something, you're not going to get it. Yeah. There are so many people that just don't have that focus on, on just providing you know their community and building that base and just sharing i think we focus so much on taking on making money on getting something in return and that's not what's going to give you that long term in this business no because you'll be ready to give up because there are trials and there are errors and baby let me tell you something about this pay when you first start out you if you do not love creating content if you do not love whatever it is that you're producing or doing you're going to give up because if the passion is not there, the passion is what fuels you at first. It's not the money. It's not the free things because it takes a while for that to come. So if that passion is not there, you might as well not even do it. Like, why are you here? Ho. <laughs> so I think there are, like, you got to ask the who, the what, the where, when, why situation. Yeah. And like, what exactly do you need to start? Like, of yeah. course, you need a niche. Like, and be as specific as possible. Mm -hmm. I think beauty is oversaturated and you're just going to get bunched in with the mix. Yep. Like, so what about beauty are you going to do? Is it the FX? I love finding FX makeup artists. They're so dope. Yes. Or is it, is it clean beauty? Is it sustainable beauty? Like what is it in beauty that you are essentially an expert in or something that you're really passionate about and tap into that? Yeah, I think a good way to find that is 
what is something that your friends come to you for? Like I started to, I, I started this doing fashion, but my friends would always come to me like, I have cramps. How do I heal this naturally? Oh my gosh. How do I make this face mask in my kitchen? And I was like, y'all care about this? Let me start posting this on Instagram. Like whatever your friends or family are coming to you for already, you've already established that you have influence in that niche. It may not be a large influence yet, but capitalize on it. Start. You have to start somewhere. I think we get so focused on, oh, we don't have the right equipment, the right lighting, the right this, the right that. You're doing all of this. Just start. Put it in an atmosphere in the universe that this is something that you want to do and God will provide all the other. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out your mission, your purpose, your goals. What do you want to achieve with this? Who are you trying to reach? Right. Who are you speaking to? Yeah. Create an audience avatar, audience profile. Like who is your ideal person like if it's your younger self write that down down to she's 18 she lives in new york city she graduated from fit she likes matcha latte she shops at trader joe's like get really specific so you know every single thing that you post is intentional and aligns with who your audience is and once again stop focusing on reaching everyone just focus on that one person that audience avatar and your audience will find you your tribe will find you yeah yeah all right kia what about equipment oh gosh um, I think when you first start out, you got to see if you're, you're trying to do this. You got to see if yeah. it's worth the investment. So yeah. I feel like all you need is your phone and there's Same. so many different apps that you can download on your phone to edit, yep. whether it's photo or video, get you a tripod with a timer. Yeah. I'm, I take a lot of my own photos Same. and you have to get used to doing things on your own, getting comfortable in front of the camera. Like video is the future if you guys haven't learned anything. So I feel like start with video. Yeah. Start with just recording get in the habit of just creating, like spend your, if you're doing this full time or if you, you're in school, carve out four to six hours a day where you're just creating yeah. and not necessarily for people to consume, but you're just getting in the habit of creating. Yep. It's a muscle. And mm-hmm. again, if you don't flex it, you're going to lose it, especially with being in front of the camera. No, I mean, my first pictures, I look back and I'm like, girl, what was you doing? But after years of this, I know my angles. Mm-hmm. I know what, where the camera should be positioned. It's seamless. Now I had a shoot the other day with a photographer and she was like, Oh my God, you're so good at this. Yep. And I was like, girl, like been doing this for the years. Only because I've been doing this for so <laughs> yeah. long. And so when you're first starting out, don't compare yourself to Kia or to myself. We have perfected our poses, our edits, everything. Just get out there and do it. Yep. And I think the a big thing is like inspiration, like who inspires you? I think sometimes we get so caught up in just like me having an ego, like, no, I don't, I'm my own inspiration, yeah. but you need to know something to aspire to, like who's somebody that you love their feed. Maybe it's something as simple as creating an aesthetic, or maybe it's you love their poses, like Yes, fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Copy, Copy until <laughs> you can. And then naturally, you're going to start to do things in your You're going to find your rhythm. Yep. You're going to find your authenticity. You're going to look at stuff that, no, that's not me. And be able to finagle or finesse it to your liking. But you got to start somewhere. You have to have an inspiration. You, you don't need all these fancy cameras and all this equipment. You don't even know if you want to do this right. like a year from now. So, so once again, be intentional. Yeah. Why do you want it? I really want to focus on that. Why that why is going to is going to catapult you It's going to yep. take you where you need to go and really start like, what are your goals and build backwards? Mm-hmm. If your goal is to ultimately do this full time and make this make money, obviously, how are you going to get there? Yeah. How did other people get there? Right. Because there are I mean, there are some blueprints out there, you know, there and and 
And I would say invest, invest in knowledge, invest in courses, read yes. books. YouTube is a free resource. You know, look up how to pose, um, how much to charge. There's so much out there on the internet from seasoned content creators that you can learn from. Indulge. Yes, uh, you should be a forever learner. Like I'm always reading, I'm always researching. Like I have a thirst for knowledge and that was the K in Content Queens is 100% for knowledge. Like just so y'all know. <laughs> it's, it's, you should always be learning. And when it comes to like books you should read for this industry, I would say Influencer. Yeah, by Brittany Hennessy. Yep. Absolutely. You should start with that. Listen, I still reference it. Yep. To this day. 100 Million Followers by Brendan Kane is also a really good read. It just gives you tips and tricks on how to just really tap into your audience. You know, they talk a lot about like Facebook ads. And I really think, you know, getting into the ad space and doing ads on your post as a creator is something that you should be looking into. Yeah. Because as Instagram starts to hide our posts more and more, you got to get, you got to adapt. You got to, you know, work yeah. the system, work the do algorithm you, to your benefit. Have you ever had a paid ad? Like, do you promote? I've done it. I mean, one, not your ads, but your posts. I've done it one time, but a, a brand put money behind it. This was before like brands could whitelist on the back end. Okay. And so I did it once and I, so this was like years ago, but I saw a substantial amount of growth. And even people are saying they're putting like five, three to $5 a day. And That's what I do. Growth. Yeah. Once a month, I put $5 a day for five days. And it's always the post that has done the, the best that month. Whatever post has the most sends and the most saves, not necessarily the highest engagement. But if I see that 500 people saved this, I'm like, oh, y'all really fuck with this. Let me promote it because I know more of y'all going to fuck with this. Um, and I do I do notice a return. Yeah. So I know a lot of people when they first get started, their their question is, should they be on all platforms? Like, should they just focus on one? What do you think? I think... Be on all platforms. I, I definitely think that you should have an account on all of these platforms. But I also think that you should focus on what your strength is. You know, so if, if your, your strength, strength is, is video, video mm -hmm. be on TikTok, Reels, and YouTube. If your strength is photos, don't spread yourself thin trying to do videos and the work is not quality. Yeah. Like one thing as far as videos is like lighting. Lighting is everything. Yeah. People would, could deal with like eh, sound. But if the lighting isn't on point, you lost them. So if you're, gonna do if you're going to do video, please invest in quality lighting. I like to shoot my videos on natural lighting, but I do have artificial lighting for those times where I need additional lighting or if I'm filming at night. But lighting, lighting is key. And I would say, yes, be on all platforms. But yes, focus on what you're good at, what your strengths are. Yeah. But then also, you know, ownership. Carve out your own little space in this web yeah make sure you have a blog yep because a website if instagram decides to delete your account or you get hacked how are you going to stay in contact with your tribe yep. even an email list right email list uh they during text mess i'm thinking about getting another phone so yep. i can start texting like i'm here for all of that but ownership is key like always think about that like blogs i know a lot of people don't blog or they're you know relying solely on instagram yeah no have a blog a and Brands pay more money to be on your blog because it's searchable. Because it's searchable. Mm -hmm. If I am looking for a lemonade recipe, I can't look on Instagram. But if I Google lemonade recipe, your blog post can and will pop up. And so a lemonade company will pay you for that blog post. Yes, definitely work smarter, not harder. Like get you a blog, like ownership, ownership. Yes. Like, I know we talked a little bit about aesthetic, but I wanted to go back to that. Okay. Just because if y'all don't know, 
aesthetic. I, I am the all about an aesthetic. <laughs> And uh, in my mentorship program, I teach people to go to Instagram, like use the saved feature. You know, how you can like save things and you can create a folder, create a folder just called aesthetic. And as you're scrolling down your feed, any picture that kind of catches your eye, maybe you like the pose, whatever it may be, save it to that aesthetic folder. Once you have maybe about 30 photos in there, take a screenshot and then write down any similarities that you see. Maybe there's a lot of white space. Maybe they're only wearing neutral colors. Maybe there's lots of color, lots of greenery, but write that down and use this as a rubric. Oh, they play with a lot of shadows. So when you're taking pictures, start playing with a lot of shadows, start wearing these colors. Um, and the reason that I do this is so that it's something that you're naturally drawn to. I feel like a lot of times we're trying to be someone we're not. So maybe you are the colorful girl, but you follow someone who's super minimal and you know she has a lot of followers. So you try to change who you are for that. Don't do that. Just go with the flow of who you naturally are and create the aesthetic around your lifestyle. Yeah, aesthetic is key. I mean, and it could just be just you being you. Yeah. Like I don't, I just do what I do and it just naturally, I do what feels right and what feels authentic to me and it just naturally has an aesthetic. But obviously there are, you know, ways like Vic mentioned, if you want to get really super, super intentional, I think when you're first starting out, you do have to have an aesthetic. You do have to have something that's going to draw people in. They're on your profile for maybe two seconds. You got to bring them in. So if it's something that's visually appealing and they're engaged visually, they're more likely to hit that follow button. It's those first nine to 12, depending on how big their phone is, those first nine to 12, 15 squares, that's what matters because they look at that. And if it's not something in there that catches their eye, they're gone. Yep. And I think it's important to learn those skills really early when you're first starting out, like as far as lighting and composition and colors and how you can create mood based on editing. So yes, I would say first things first, work on finding an aesthetic, play around with different lighting and angle, create Pinterest boards for inspiration and just mimic those poses, you know, mimic the colors, but in your way and start posting that on your feed. Yeah. Instagram is, is we talk a lot about how we hate how much we think the app hates us hates its users for sure but it it has a lot of good you know if you follow the right people you'll be constantly inspired and don't get too caught up with following your friends that's why you have a finsta i would say yeah yeah yep (laughs) you want to you want your feed to be filled with inspiration and especially people that aren't doing what you're doing so Mm -hmm. artists other visual artists you know fx makeup whatever it is like furniture accounts yeah Yep. architecture accounts yep. those are really dope i follow um, so much architecture love it because it's the lines it is it's, it's the, the lines line for me mm-hmm. it's the lines <laughs> it's the colors it's the composition the lighting uh, yeah it's just like you can have your own little tumbler yeah yep and your saves. yep that's exactly my saves be so aesthetic okay so let's get back to let's let's break it down so we need a niche okay you need a niche who are, that's who are you who are you talking to um what is the feel? What is the language? What are the values and the morals of your? Because at the end of the day, you are now a brand. You're creating a brand. Um, so what are the values and the morals that align with this brand that you are now? Right. Why do you want to do this? Like, really? Like, why do you want to do this? Like, is there is this going to be a creative outlet to start? Do you want to reach a different audience? You know, you want to create a community of people. Maybe you have a brand and you know, it's a feminine care brand. And so now you want to carve out the space on the internet for women that are suffering from, you know, maybe back <laughs> vaginosis or something. <laughs> laughing. Like you. maybe it's like, yeah. you know, there are, ve- you can get super, super specific. Like yeah. your tribe will find you. Just be really authentic is what I would say. Be authentic to who is you. Like when I first 
started out i didn't have a niche i did everything yeah if i could go back and do it all over of course i would have just stuck with one thing i don't know what that one thing was but ended up working out for me but now people want to follow you for one thing yeah and one thing only yep you'll start to notice that some of your posts will perform perform better than others it's because the majority of people are there for your sneaker post and you yeah. post skincare and they're just like, oh, I'm not here for that. I'm here for sneakers. And you should capitalize on that. Like you should absolutely monitor what people are liking, saving, engaging with the most mm -hmm. and then capitalize, post more of that. Because now that. you know this is what y'all like. Yeah, I think I don't study my analytics a lot, but when I do, I get an idea of what is performing the most and just create more of that content. But then also micro content, having a large scale piece of content say it's a youtube video and creating bits of that youtube video across different platforms i feel like what people fail where people fail as far as having multiple platforms they try to do the same thing on each and every platform where yeah. what works on youtube is not going to work on instagram or going to work on tiktok or twitter but what you have to be knowledgeable of is what types of content work on these individual platforms and how can you create content specifically for those platforms like i remember i used to promote my youtube videos by just doing a clip of my YouTube video, putting it on my Instagram feed and expecting people to go to my YouTube. They're not. No. And there people, once again, Instagram, all these apps want to keep you on the app. So, and even users, we're trained to stay on the app. Rarely ever do people hit that link in bio and nope. go watch a YouTube video or even the swipe up. I might get like a hundred or so, hundred, 200 swipe ups. Yeah. But those are people that already watch my YouTube videos or maybe they missed the notification. So, just start creating specific content for each individual platform. So say, for instance, I do a thrift haul on YouTube. Thrift haul is about 30 minutes long. From there, I might just chop down and just show the pieces that I got. And now that's an IGTV video. And then maybe I want to create outfits out of that. Create three outfits. Now that's a reel. Yeah. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. And then for Twitter, which is like microblogging, maybe I walk people through about thrifting one-on-one -on -one or giving them thrift tips that, yeah. you know, I can link the video where people, one thing about Twitter, Twitter will go to YouTube, but not Instagram won't go to YouTube. Because Instagram has a video. I right. think it's because Instagram's users are just so addicted. So addicted. And I think once you get used to doing the, what is it? scrolling the vertical video oh yeah 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 vertical <laughs> video so used to vertical video to go to youtube and it's more horizontal i think that's what confuses people yeah um and it's just like knowing what it, i think it really boils down to knowing like i said what platform what type of content performs the best on what type of platform yeah like igtv i don't feel like you taking your youtube videos and bringing it to IGTV, that's not going to work. No. Like, people want very quick videos on yep. IGTV. Like, if you start talking with this long intro, you lost people. Yeah, I'm done. You lost them. I don't want that. Keep it cute and concise. Yep. YouTube is, I mean, Instagram is not a platform where people want to sit and watch a 30-minute long video. Unless you, you no. just have a super, super engaged and you're a celebrity and they'll do whatever you say. Yeah. But if you're really trying to get new people to follow you and to retain your current audience is just adapt to each individual platform. Yep. I had an idea. Let's call some creators that we know and see if they have any tips for people starting out. Okay. Let's call Yolanda. Hello? Hey, what you doing, girl? I'm on my way to Cabe House. So I got you on speakerphone. You're on Content Queens right now. Hello, content queen. <laughs> hey, make sure you share. What's, where, where, where can the people find you? Like, who are you? Hello, 
my name is Yolanda of the language of Yolanda. I am a content creator and also I have my own brand called the language of Yolanda. Oh, I just said that already. <laughs> Curated by Yolanda. Okay, so look, I want to ask you if you could give three tips to new creators or influencers, people who want to be content creators, what would they be? The first step is just to do you. What I was realizing was I wasn't doing that. I was too busy focusing on what I wanted out of it that I wasn't really honing in on my own skills. So mm-hmm. do you. Okay. Um, second is to study. Like watch other, like listen to content queens. Okay. Watch YouTube and like actually like do the work that you, so you can have the content and learn how to edit and everything. Okay. Um, what's my third thing? Third thing, third thing. Know why you're doing it. Like, yeah. write that down. Write your goals down. Write what you want to get out of this. Like, even though you're doing you, you still have to have some goals. Um, and so, yeah. Those are my three things. Amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I know we put you on the spot, but we wanted to. Yes. <laughs> very authentic. On the spot, Mom. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, boo. Love you. All right. Let's All right, bye. Bye. All right. Let's call Ashley now. See if she's going to answer. Yo. Hey, Ashley. What's going on, girl? What's going on? You're on Content Queens. We're live right now. I'm done. <laughs> hey, Ashley. So, yeah. We, Isaac. So, we're just calling just random creators. <laughs> Our episode today is all about just starting out, like tips of starting out, like what people need. So, a question that I have for you is what's something that you wish you knew before you started? Um, something that I wish I knew before I started, I think would be to just do it and stop trying to wait for like the perfect equipment. Um, I think that was probably like one of the biggest things I felt like I kept pushing things back because I felt like I didn't have the perfect equipment, but I had the tools that I already needed in my hand with my phone. Dope, dope. And what's something that this industry has taught you? Mm. um that what is it community over competition yeah I feel like um when you have like a good group of creators within like your immediate circle I feel like it's uh definitely an easy way to not only like bounce ideas off of each other but um you know have like some outside insight and give you a little more I guess like um feedback in terms of what it is that you're looking to do that's dope that's dope thank you so much Ashley where can the people find you uh, the people can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Those are probably like the main two at I'm Ashley Hall. Thank you. Enjoy your Saturday. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> that was so nice. I love that. I love it too. I love it too. Like we are a community over here. Like yeah. we want to put on for our city, put on for our set, put on for black women, yep. young creators, women of color, women, yes. like everybody. Like pull up a seat to this table. Right. It's, it's, it's room. It's not. We don't know it all. No. And then we started in this business years ago. Years. The industry is forever changing. So that's why it's so important for you to lean on your tribe, lean on other creators, tap into people that's first getting started. I'm sure they can give us some knowledge that we don't know. Yeah. Constantly be learning, watching YouTube tutorials and, you know, reading books yeah. and just, you know, learn. You evolve. And like I said, we don't know everything. No. So and we don't want to it's come off like we know everything. No. But best believe we're going to get that knowledge so y'all can be better equipped in this industry and that's what it's all about it's a community community knowledge and just empowering each other through knowledge if you know better do better 
Word. Because I definitely wish that there was someone or something that I could have leaned on when I was starting out because this was all brand spanking new. And everybody, like you said, that's in this space, they don't look like us. Anybody that's giving knowledge and that, you know, has years of experience, they're either not sharing or they don't look like us. Right. That not sharing thing. Yeah. What is, what's good with that? I think that people are afraid it comes from insecurity. I don't want operating. you to take, you're operating out of a space of lack yep. and not and abundance. Scarcity, right. Cause if you, I feel like if I share my contact with you, you're going to come in and take, take whatever opportunities that this company or this brand is able to give me. And that's not the case, baby. If it's for you, it's going to be for, for you. you. Like what's for you is for you. It's like the, it's probably like the biggest tip I would say. Yeah. What's for you is for you. Like you sharing, you putting on, you highlighting another woman or another creator is not yeah. taking anything away from you. If anything, it's, it's making adding. people fuck with you exactly. more. It's just like, yo, you know, I can't do this job. Like even like recommending other creators for opportunities. Like I can't do it, but yo, here's Vic's content. You should hear her. Yeah. She'll be a lot better fit for this. It's, it's just constantly just operating from a place of gratitude and of abundance that you have more than enough so much that you can share. We have to have each other's back in this industry because all we got is us. All we have is us. Like if we're not talking about your rates, what did you get paid? Well, this is what they're offering me. Okay, that's not fair. Like we have to have these conversations because they're not including us at all. And it's 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 I mean, it's still because that tokenism. Yeah. Like that wanting to be the only. Yeah. Because we're so used of not having. You got to get that out of your mind. You Listen, there was a time. Mental slavery, for real. Maybe three, four years ago when I lived in L.A. still. And I was getting invited to all these events and I would be the only black girl. And How I did would, that make you feel? I will always be like, can I bring two people? I'm bringing my. Listen, I'm not going to be the only black girl. I'm bringing my friends. Me and all my hood rat friends will about to be doing hood rat things at this right. event. And it's like, it's just to be around just people that look like you yeah. that have the same interests. I've been to plenty of events and it's just like, you know, you link up with the other black people yep. in the room yep. and you make it a party, make it a vibe. And the next thing you know, all the, the spotlight is on you and you have the people from the brand looking like they're just so excited and like, they don't, they, they have a bubble. Yeah. And they don't, they really ever operate outside that bubble. And you guys ask like, well, why isn't it more people on these campaigns? It's because they don't know. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. And they don't do their due diligence. They're not trying to, to know. They're not, they're not trying they're not. to know, which it, and they didn't un- have to until this year. It's not, it's, it's unfortunate, but it is our job to lift up our sister, to bring them to these events, to share our contact with them. I'm not the type of black girl. I don't want to be your token. No. I don't want to be the only one at the event. Like I'm uncomfortable if it's 50 yeah, white have- women and me. Yep. Even if like you're at a shoot and you're the only black person, you're just like, I need a, I need a black person there so they can let me know how I look. Right. There's plenty of shoots I've done and you're the only black and then you look back and, and your like, hair looking crazy. Hair is looking crazy. Makeup is giving ghostly. You're over it. Like we need more of us yes. in our room and anything that we can do, you guys can reach out to us separately on the Content Queens uh, platform and anything that we can do to just, you know, elevate. We're here. Definitely. Um... So what else? What skills do you need to be a content creator? Because we talked about earlier how people would be saying we don't have no skills. Right. No, I think it's important to, to lean on your life skills. And if you have work experience, to lean on those skills as well. Um, for instance, I have a legal background. So I worked in IP, intellectual property, and in entertainment law, not as a lawyer. I thought that was a path that I wanted to go on, but God had other plans, obviously. 
But, you know, I used to spend days reading terms and conditions and contracts and learning about IP, intellectual property and trademarks and copyright. And so those are skills that are essential right now as I'm reading contracts and I'm learning about usage and exclusivity and, you know, all these things, all these terms that if I wasn't didn't have a legal background, I, I would be, it would be so foreign to me and I would have to only rely on people that are the experts, the lawyers or the managers. Mm-hmm. And you sh- 100% should know every term that's in these contracts because that's how to get you to slip up, yes. especially when it comes to usage. That's yep. one thing that I wish I knew when I first got started Same. is usage. Usage is so important and that's an additional fee. And it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky and you should be paid outside of social. Yeah on their social pages. But when we're talking about emails, when we're talking about websites, when we're talking about billboards in store, that's an additional fee. And it's not just a fee to use it forever. Like it's it's so, a cap. We put a cap on this. A month, all, two months, that what in, are we talking? That in perpetuity right. thing, that means they can use it for as ever. As you could be want. 60 <laughs> and they using your pictures and video. And yes, it's nice to go in the store, walk by a billboard and see your face. But I mean, I was burnt once by that. And that's all it took was yeah. to be burnt one time when I saw my image in a store. And then I, you know, went back and realized that I was taken advantage of because I didn't have management. I didn't have an agent. Right. And they just pretty much only paid my day rate. There was no usage. There was no exclusivity. There was none of that that I was privy of. I'm sure I signed a contract. Yeah. But read your contract. But you have to read it. Read. You need some sort of legal background not even a background you just need to be familiar with what these terms mean so that you don't get caught yeah i would also say photography and video skills mm-hmm. um and youtube there are so many like free online like classes that you can take uh, kia what's that platform that you use skillshare oh my skillshare. god skillshare can you be on skillshare about- skillshare is that girl and yes they've sponsored several videos for me but yo like when I say like everything that I learned about a lot of things is from Skillshare. I highly, highly, highly recommend Skillshare to get your skills yes. up. Okay. Even, but YouTube has free videos yeah, to you teach you how to so, like edit you or spend so long trying to find the perfect video on YouTube when like Skillshare is just like watching all of them. <laughs> when sometimes like time is money. Like yeah, this is true. Working on being more efficient, yeah. you know, with your time. Yeah. And so what I like about Skillshare is every video that you click on you're going to get something out of it, something yeah. of substance. There's plenty of times I click on a YouTube video. I'm like, this is not why I'm here. Yeah. Or, or it takes like 45 minutes to get to the what point. you need to. Shameless plug here. Uh, I do teach an Instagram course. And the last one that I'm teaching for this year is December 8th. Uh, you can go to my website. It'll be in the show notes. But <laughs> I had to plug it. Um, and we, I just honestly talk you through an hour and a half of creating content and building a following and what that looks like and means. And we talk about some photography a little bit. Um, but I would also say organizational skills. Um, when it, Especially when it comes to campaigns, I mean, you have to create a mood board. You need to be able to talk to your photographer. There are certain terms when you work in production or photography that you should probably be familiar with so that you can articulate to your photographer or your videographer or even to the brand um, what the look and feel or mood of the pictures, the campaign is going to be. What's, what are some apps that have made your life easier as a creator? Visco. Yes. Hands down. Hands I am hands. a fan of Visco. It's would, a photo editing app for those of you who don't know. I would say some type of planning app to plan your content. So we got Planoly, we have Preview, and we have Unum. I use Content Office. Oh, yeah, I put you, you on the, the one. Yeah, I'm like, you know who told me about Content I mean, Office. I'd be knowing all the apps because I'd be on YouTube and whatever they be using. I'd be like, 
let me go download it. But yeah, this go, I would say Planoly is the one I use. Content Office is dope because they give you like inspiration in that app as yes. well. And like it helps with sometimes with formatting your Instagram captions as well. Because sometimes it yep. doesn't, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah. Content Office is dope for that. What's something else? I use InShot. That's what I edit my reels on or okay. my TikTok videos. I can't edit in app. I hate it. Um, I use Perfect Video or Adobe Rush because I'm a part of, I have the Adobe Suite. Okay. And so what I like about the Rush app is you guys probably seen my ad yep. all up and down. Y'all <laughs> always sending it to me. Shout out to y'all. Um, I like that I can start editing on my phone and pick up where I left off on my computer. Yes. Yes. Really dope. I also love Unfold for stories. Um, if you guys have ever seen that like real editorial sort of layout in people's stories, a lot of times people are using Unfold. I really do like that. I love Hooji. Hooji is the film. The, the film app is so yeah. fire. Yes. I love Hooji. Um, I would say for like signing your contracts, Adobe Fill and Sign. You okay. can sign your contracts directly from your phone. I use so, DocuSign. So, use DocuSign. Okay. Adobe Fill and I just I like it. Adobe is that girl. All right. Adobe is that uh, girl. Um, affiliator. If you have an Amazon uh, influencer or affiliator account to where you generate affiliate links, okay. affiliator allows you to generate those links on your phone. Uh, okay i will use that prequel is a video like filter app um i don't always like the filters that instagram has for my stories but prequel has like you can add film grain and you can add like a 1980s little like vhs looking thing they have all these like really dope filters cut story instagram really only allows up to a minute video where they'll cut it automatically for you but cut story if you have video instagram story videos that are over a minute it can cut it up into 15 minute clips for you okay never heard of that really dope um canva if you're looking to create yes, any sort of like canva. flyers or like infographics canva is the shit for that and what i really love about canva is that you can create like a brand identity in canva now so you can save like whatever colors that way you don't have to like remember what colors you use you can just save them and just reference back to them i would probably say just for practicing mindfulness definitely the headspace app what is that headspace is like a meditation app headspace calm all of those are like great apps for when you just need to meditate in the beginning of the day they have like you can choose how much talking you want in the video like little none a lot of guided meditation okay we need that sometimes. Yeah. Especially you when you're searching for this headphones. You can Listen. <laughs> it was a problem. Um, okay. Any other apps? I think I'm done with my apps. I think those are ones I lean on the most. Um, Facetune is great. Oh I, yeah. For like I love using Facetune to like whiten walls and to remove yes. um like any debris in the photos. I don't really touch up my face. Same. too much i might care. add like some details to like the highlights or anything um whiten your eyes a little bit but a lot of the things that you know you would need like a big time application for like photoshop or illustration you can do those all on your phone and you can actually yeah. find those same apps on your phone on your like phone photoshop, like lightroom yeah lightroom i love lightroom as well but i have those, retouch too yes retouch is dope for removing things yeah oh book i know we talked about books earlier um, a book that I read this year is called Super Fan by Pat Flynn. Have you heard of it? Mm. It's not necessarily about being an influencer, but you can apply it to anything. Yes. And the basis of the book is, you said something along the lines of it earlier, is 
to focus on your super fans. A lot of times we're so focused on, I want 500,000 followers, I want 10,000 followers, but you already have maybe 100 followers that are super fans. They will buy anything that you sell. So he's saying, focus on getting 1,000 people to really rock with you and charge them or make them spend $100 a year with you. That's $100,000. All you need is 1,000 people to spend $100 a year. That could be $10 a month, whatever it may be. Come up with a product and market it to those people. And he sort of outlines these steps of how to get people from just a follower to a fan to a super fan. Um, and it's about, like you said, creating community and an experience and offering something of substance. And it's a two-way street, right? Like you can't expect to get things from people, whether that's engagement, money, and you're not offering them something of value. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're teaching them something, inspiring, but you should be giving them something of value. Kia looking at my hands now like I was looking at her hands right, last I'm week. Because <laughs> even now, you have, I'm, so I'm going to keep my hands right here underneath the computer so you can't be clocking me. Her hand right? work. <laughs> I think the biggest thing is value, yeah. period. Like, why? What problem are you solving? Like, why should they follow you? Like, what void are you filling? Like, one of my favorite quotes is create what you wish existed. Mm. What little space on the internet are you carving out? And what problem are you solving in yeah. that space? Yep. A few other books that I have that aren't related to influencing, but are just great overall, overall books. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by yes. Mark Manson. I think people care too much. Yep. In this business, you have to develop a really thick skin. You have to allow things to just roll off you. And not for it not to affect you too much. Like, yes, we're human. Negativity. Saying we're going to be positive all the time is unrealistic. You can have a full range of emotions. But uh, I think where we draw the line is allowing it to affect us moving forward. Yeah. Feel it. Yo. Yeah. F that bitch. <laughs> like, whatever you got to do, right? type it out. Yeah. Just don't send it. Right. Feel those emotions so you know what it feels like. I think you try to when you try to live in this positivity bubble, it's not realistic. No. And you end up burning yourself out. It you can't suppress sense. your emotions. You can't. Because it's just going to keep adding pressure and adding pressure. And you're going to explode one day. It's going to be real bad. Bad. And also, How to Make Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. This book was written way, 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 way. Did bad. you like it? The title turned me off. Really? That's why I <laughs> never means, read it. It means it doesn't really mean. Like, you know, once you start getting the substance of the book... It's more so just how to communicate, how to be an effective leader. Okay. I know the title turns people off all the time. Like, I don't want to have influence over I'm people. I'm not trying like, to win friends. Right. right. Like, you just be yourself. Like, just be authentic. And he, they really tap into that book. But if you, it's, it's a little dated. And, you know, so it's better to, like, listen to the audiobook and just pull out those gems here okay. and there. But definitely okay. a good read for that. What's something you wish you knew when you started? The usage thing. Okay. I definitely wish I knew more about usage. That was a term that I kind of like glossed over a lot. And it wasn't until I got management that I was like, oh, usage is a thing. I mean, because we know exclusivity. That's something that we always hear. You yeah. can't use because they break it down. Right. You can't, no competitive brands for the next 30 days. That makes sense. But usage, all of this is so new. Mm -hmm. Usage is something you see a lot in music. And yeah, in, yeah, uh, the rights, in, in, yep. licensing, licensing and things like that. And so that is one thing that I really push home for people is usage. And once again, that's an additional cost outside of your rate. Got it. Per month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about you? I feel like usage also. But I also feel like this remaining true to self. Um, Have you dealt with like trying to keep up with? I think in the beginning, 
like in the very beginning when I first started to get paid, like when I started this, it was just a hobby. It was like, oh, I like to write and I like photos. Let's make this thing a thing. And then I saw people getting paid and I was like, oh, maybe I should be doing what they're doing. And it was cool, but I wasn't talking about shit. I was literally just posting cute outfits and it wasn't until, do y'all remember, do you remember Fashion Bomb Daily? Yes. So I got featured as the bombshell of the day. First of all, that's the most toxic feature most that anyone. Toxic. I got read my right. This is before Instagram. No, I got read my same. right. Honey, same. But I loved it. And same. They they tore my ass apart, girl. And I wrote a response on my blog to them. And Claire ended up like commenting and reposted what I had written. And my blog went from having like 500 hits a month to like 30,000 in two days. Like people were reading it. They were like, yes, girl, we like we understand what you mean, because people were like her outfit is cute, but she wore the same shoes in all the pictures. And I was like, I am a struggling freelance artist. I don't got money. Like, and that's realistic. Yeah. And that's what I said. I was like, it's realistic. Nobody is changing shoes anyway. The response that I got from talking about real shit and being authentic really taught me to just be myself, say what's on my mind. Like, yes, there are women out there who can only post cute photos and that's what's going to get the, them the engagement, the likes, but that's not me. I have to speak my mind in order to get through to people. Um, and so I wish that I knew that starting out. I don't think it affected you too much. Though. It didn't. It just, you know, reaffirmed your, your place and your yeah. strengths. Like yeah. that's where you shine. Like that connection that you build with your audience is based on the experience that you've had and you have an ability to, to turn pain to turn, turn that struggle into triumph in a beautiful way. And Thank a lot you. of people, even if they didn't go through the same situation, they can connect with that. Yeah, I think where influencers lose their followers, that's why when you start to start to grow, that engagement goes down. Yeah. That, there's a disconnect. You stop being human. You stop wearing the same shoes over and over. Yeah. And you're wearing the Prada. You're wearing the Gucci. Like, yes, that's cute. That's cool. Because aspiration is a thing. You know, people sometimes follow because of what you have. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I want that. So I'm going to follow her. But for like, that only lasts you but so long. Yeah. You're losing that core audience that got you there. Because people can't. It's funny. You brought up Bessie earlier. Um, I went to a workshop that she held in L.A. at the Facebook headquarters. It was for Instagram. And they were talking about who the user is. And they she basically said what you said. Yo, people can't relate to you getting on a private jet and flying on this lavish vacation. Most people are in middle America working a nine to five. And they it's a c- pandemic. Yeah. In a pandemic. Right. They can relate to this is what I wash my face with, but they cannot relate to this is my five-star luxury vacation in Mexico for two days. Authenticity authenticity and relatability is something you cannot buy and something that we as creators need to lean on. When you're struggling with how to connect with your audience, when you're struggling with what content you can create, like what got you here? Yeah, yep. What were you talking about five years ago when you first picked up that camera? Exactly. Tap back into that. That's why I never delete none of my old Instagram posts or my YouTube videos because sometimes when I need a reminder, when I need a you know a refresher, you imposter syndrome starts to kick in. Yep. You go back and see that journey, and it gives you inspiration. Yeah. You feel renewed. You're like, yo, that yo, look how far I came. Look how far I come, and that's a story in itself. That's content in itself, mm-hmm. and we have to once again stop looking at everything as something that that is for other people to consume yeah when it when it happens naturally it's going to happen naturally yep and it will 
What's something this industry has taught you? Building relationships, how important that is to harvest a network and how you should really lean into other people and how your your image precedes you yeah. and your professionalism. Like when I first got started or when I really started to, to gain some traction, I already had years and years of working in an office setting. So I had that professionalism. I knew how to respond to emails. I knew how to follow up. I just knew how to communicate effectively. And I think that that's something that you don't know that you have that skill until you need that skill. And I would hear stories from other like PR people or even managers. This is like, yo, these girls are not professional. They show up late to everything. You know, they're, they're saying, hey, sis, in emails. Even the brands, like, don't hey, sis. They do. They do. Hey, I don't like you. it. You don't know me, girl. Because <laughs> are you doing it to the white influencers? Right. Or are you going to try to connect with me on Or that level? girl. Yeah. I've been on set, and they, white women always be like, hey, girl. And I'm like, do you call each other, girl? You're just doing no, this because I'm black. black. Yeah. They trying to connect, trying to be down with the dip set. Mm. I don't like it. What about oh, you? What's girl. something the industry has taught you? That I can do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like when I dropped out of college, Kia, I didn't know that this was going to be a career. I didn't know that like my life would be set up in a place where that I could curate my life. I didn't know that this was possible. And so seeing the things that I've, I've overcome, seeing the opportunities that have been presented to me, I'm like, wow, I can really the sky truly is the limit. limit. I and could do anything. And the, the crazy thing is like, you don't see that until you actually start doing it. Yeah. Cause there's doubt at first because you don't, it's like when you're learning to walk, you like, I see other people walking, but I ain't never done it before. And if you take your first step and you fall and you stay down, you're never going to learn. But if you keep getting back up, you keep taking a step, then you're like, oh shit, other people doing it. But wait, I'm doing it too. I may not be doing it as fast as they doing it, but I'm still doing it. Yeah. And it gives you that, like each win Gives you a little bit more confidence to keep going. Definitely. All right. So who are you blocking this week? E, we talked about her earlier. Now I feel bad because you just got all sentimental about how she was telling the world that she's human and she's not an actor. But I'm blocking Kim. What she do now? I'm blocking Kim. So after the election, she's all on social media, pro Biden, pro Harris. And I'm like, but since you was quiet, you didn't endorse nobody. Your husband over here with his MAGA hat on. And you silent. And as soon as they win, you out here talking about yay, Biden and Harris. Nah, sit down. (laughs) In my Flo Millie voice, sit down. And even like, we didn't speak about this last episode, but like her flying out the people for her birthday. That was just like, read the room. Like, yes, you can do that, but you don't have to post about it. At all. That's that disconnect. Like, like deaf to celebrity culture. Right. Because it's just like, are you that dense? And then just say something <laughs> about pandemic. like, I just wanted to have a normal. Yeah. Like normal. What's the, like 65 million people are without a job. What do you like, mean normal? What is normal today? Like I have no problem with you flexing your wealth or living in exuberance and opulence, whatever, but do that off the internet. Right. Read the room. Exactly. Yep. So she's my block. She got to go. The sneakers app has got to go. I'm tired of them. I'm tired of the bots. I'm tired of the robots. I'm tired of all these L's. And yeah, they just have to go. If you guys don't know, the sneakers app is the Nike app where you can buy sneakers on your phone. And just like every drop is just Kia a salty, y'all. Cause I'm she ain't get these. So annoyed. And it's crazy. You know what? I didn't wasn't even pressed for it, but I was like, let me just try. And maybe that was the universe. Like, girl, you don't even want them like that. So of course we're not gonna deliver. But there's just so I I, I don't. I'm from an era where you can walk down Fulton Street and get you a pair of sneakers. The sneakers, exactly the ones you want. The day that they release, you can get them in your size. And if they didn't have it, the store next door had it. The hype beast, the internet, social media has ruined sneaker Mm -hmm. culture. And it's like, 
who benefits? The people that are new to this, the people that have the money and the resources to be able to buy from a reseller. Like that's not real. Like $160 sneakers. I'm sure if I looked on a reselling app right now, they're about $500. That's wild. That's wild. And so this culture of bots, of hype beasts, of consumerism, of capitalism, and we can get deep, deep, deep on it. I'm just off of it. And so- and I honestly feel like I shouldn't have to buy another pair of sneakers if I don't want to. Like as much money as I them put part. in these they pocket, they should be happy delivering sneakers to my front door each and every time because the girls were not wearing sneakers before me. All right? I'm, I'm I, wearing. Listen, I am buying sneakers know. that Kia has. I'm like, oh shit, let Kia got that. Let me buy, let me okay. buy these sneakers. Influence, okay? Understand that. And I love, I love that more people are getting into sneakers, specifically women, specifically black women. And we're getting the recognition because without us, without that culture, there will be no current sneaker culture. So I want us to start getting our recognition, but I also want us to be able to buy the $160 sneakers when they drop. When they're $160. (laughs) So yeah, buy sneakers. I'm done. I'm done. Like right now I'm going to focus on classics, sneakers that came out in the nineties, early two thousands that I might've not been able to get then. And that's it. If I see a sneaker that I absolutely love, possibly, but I'm not buying sneakers from resellers and I'm not going to be too into getting new sneakers, period. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Um, follow of the week. Who are you following? Um, I think you guys should follow the Influencer League. They are a, they're on Instagram and Twitter and they pretty much teach influencers on how to land three to five figure deals. They offer strategy and tips as well. And um, it's black owned. So yeah, follow them, get your tips. Dope, dope. I am, my follow of the week, someone I'm already following, y'all just heard her, the language of Yolanda on Instagram. She's a really good friend of mine and she's been at almost 10K for a while now. And if you're an influencer, you know that 10K mark is pivotal. Like there are brands that won't even work with you if you don't have 10K because once you hit 10,000 followers, that's when you have the swipe up option on your stories and brands covet that option because it makes it easier for them to sell us products. Right. Speaking of 10K, but yeah, let's give Yolanda that push. Give her the 10K. Y'all don't know how pivotal it is for brand deals and partnerships and money, affiliate links, all of that. Once you hit 10K, the sky is the limit. You really start getting these deals and it means a lot to us. So let's get her to 10K and we have a giveaway for her 10,000 follow. We'll be doing a little giveaway. Yeah, we're going to come up with a little giveaway box. Yes, get her there. Uh, Black-owned businesses. Did you did you try anything? 50 has tried something. Hey. Yeah. So 50 would like to chime in. His Black-owned business of the week is Ava's Pet Palace. Ava is 13. She's the little black girl. She's so cute. And she has organic dog and cat treats. And 50 loves them. He loves the cheese one the most so follow her it's so cute (laughs) i just followed i'm gonna get shoddy some it's funny because my follow of the week or my black owned business to check out is also from my dog from shoddy she just got on a new dog food it's called pet plate Mm -hmm. and it's human grade dog food so they send it to you in like this freezer box you have to put it in a freezer thaw it out heat it up for them but it's owned by a black man he actually went on shark tank i'm not sure if he won or lost but i did see like the Shark Tank episode was on their Instagram. Um, so I'm all here for black owned pet pet brands. Like 
it's so many businesses out there and what we hope to really accomplish is just bringing more more eyes more access more resources to these businesses and just getting them the 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 recognition that they deserve yeah. and i know most people if they can shop black owned they will yeah it's just about knowing because right. a lot of things a lot of times i don't even know i'm like oh shit there's a black owned toothbrush company who right. knew let's right. end this episode that's it guys with some encouraging words just do it i know Vic said that last last episode, but really just do it. F the haters, the naysayers, all of that. Just focus, zero in on your goals and just go get it. Yeah, I think mine is be comfortable with yourself. It's hard to be authentic um, in this space if you are not real and comfortable with and by yourself. You can find us at Content Queens on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Hopefully soon. Email is contentqueens at gmail.com with any questions that you may have. You can also hit us on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for your time and your energy. Yes. Uh, as always, at us. Yes. You know, screenshot. Let us know you listening. We'd love to see it. We'd love to hear it. Love it. This is a community. Like, you know, shout out to all the content queens and kings out there. All right. One. Bye. Love my boy. <laughs>